When we look at Genesis 4, we see a story of Cain and Abel, and we see a story where God's not happy with the offering that Cain brought. But is there something more to the story? Is it maybe a result of bringing an offering that God never asked for? That's what we're going to wrestle with today on Bible Study Live. So let's get started. Hey, welcome to Bible Study Live with Matt. I am Matt, and today we are going to take a look at Genesis 4. And we're going to talk about uh, the Cain and Abel story from a little different perspective. I, I heard a, a really interesting perspective, um, something that was said uh, in a podcast, and it made me want to dig a little bit deeper. Now, I bring this up because <clears throat> I, I've seen so many, and we all have throughout history, so many atrocities committed in the name of God, right? Think about the Crusades. Think about so many things along those lines. So there are a lot of things that people do in God's name, but that doesn't mean that God actually asked for those things. doesn't mean that God actually condones those things or that God wanted anything to do with those choices that people make. Uh, if you think of places like Westboro Baptist Church, things like that, who are out there just picketing and, and man, just doing some pretty, seemingly pretty evil stuff, right? Uh, not seemingly. They're saying some things that just don't align with God. And they're just one example. So I'm not just calling them out. There are so many of us Christians who we, we just will get upset with God when things don't go our way and we'll say things like, God, look at all these things I'm doing for you. I'm, look at all the things that I'm doing for you. Why are you not blessing me, right? Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever, have you ever struggled with those feelings? A lot of people have. So today, um, we're going to take a look at Genesis 4, and uh, we're also going to look at um, another passage and an encounter with Jesus in uh, Matthew chapter 7. So uh, let me get this spun up to the NET, because that's what I want to look through today. I feel like it's just a good Good translation for us to, to jam out with. So we're going to look at the NET. Uh, and here's the thing. Um, the whole idea behind Bible Study Live is to create conversation without condemnation. We will not agree on everything, and that is totally okay. Uh, listen, my goal uh, isn't to get up here and preach in the morning. It's to wrestle through some interesting things in the scriptures. Um, and uh, hopefully those things will be interesting to you as well and encourage you to say, hmm, I want to take a deeper look at my Bible. Uh, so without further ado, let's get started on taking a deeper look. Let's read Genesis chapter 4. Story of Cain and Abel. Now the man was intimate with his wife. Eve, she became pregnant, gave birth to Cain, and then she said, I have created a man just as the Lord did. Uh, interesting here. Uh, I reflects the sound of Cain like Cain, uh, but there's something really interesting here um what she said is like i've acquired a child right uh just as god did which is interesting because god didn't acquire god created and eve interestingly gave herself credit she didn't say god gave me a child i just think that's an interesting thing that stands out but i digress here we go then she gave birth to his brother abel abel took care of the flocks that's interesting because it doesn't say what cain took care of at first right mm. cain was first but it tells us what abel did first then it says while cain cultivated the ground uh abel was a shepherd cain worked the ground at the designated time, Cain brought some of the fruit of the ground for an offering. 
Now, let's just look at this really quick, okay? Hebrew term, minka, is the word for a tribute, a gift. So he brought a tribute to God, and the Lord was pleased with him. Uh, uh, yeah, Abel brought some of his firstborn, even the fattest of them, and the Lord was pleased with Abel and his offering. But with Cain and his offering, he was not pleased. So Cain became very angry, and his expression was downcast. His face fell. Then the Lord said to Cain, oh, and by the way, look at that. It says that idiom, the little footnote by the translator, means that inner anger was reflected in Cain's facial expression. So he was making it obvious to his face how upset he was. Then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry and why is your expression downcast? Is it not true that if you do what's right, you'll be fine? But if you do not do what's right, sin is crouching at the door and desires to dominate you, but you must subdue it. Okay, now we're going to stop right there. This is where I want to pause for just a moment. So if you're reading through the story, what you'll notice is God didn't say, hey, Cain, Abel, at a specific time, you're supposed to bring this offering. So there was a time uh, that established by Adam, Eve, uh, maybe established by God, but, you know, a time to offer tribute to God. But God didn't say, here's specifically what I want from you. He didn't lay out to Cain and Abel, like, here are the exact details of what you're to bring in an offering. Instead, what happened here? Well, Cain and Abel just decided to pay tribute from what was in their heart, right? So they decided to bring something to God, uh, like for God, like, hey, God, I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to bring this for you, to you. So they decided to bring an offering for God that they thought would be appropriate, for lack of a better phrase. And what we see is that what Abel brought, God was pleased with. But what Cain brought, God wasn't, right? And Cain was upset and visibly frustrated, and he showed that in his face to God. Like, oh, ugh, right? Like, oh. It's, when, we, when we read through this, it's interesting, though, because it says God was pleased with Abel's offering, but it doesn't say that God loved Abel more than Cain. It doesn't say that God didn't approve of Cain anymore, didn't say that God was out on Cain and that he had written him off. We see none of that. What we see is Cain brought his offering, and it says what? It says, Lord was pleased with Abel, but, but with Cain and his offering, he was not pleased. And basically, the letter to the Hebrews, if you read that later, explains the difference between the brothers of faith. Abel, by faith, offered a better sacrifice. Cain's offering as well as his reaction to God's displeasure, didn't reflect faith. So basically, Abel was taking a step of faith, going, I'm going to bring God my very best, because I know he provides it all. And Cain seems like he was bringing out of his abundance, right? Well, I've got this extra, so let me bring it to God. We don't know exactly how it went down, but what we know is this, based on what the scriptures tell us. Whatever Cain did, God wasn't happy. But here's the interesting thing. Was, was Cain bringing an offer God never asked for, right? Like, was Cain and Abel brought something? God didn't say you have to bring this specific thing. They just chose to bring. And on one hand, you go, well, I mean, if somebody didn't ask for something and you give it to them, shouldn't they just be happy that you brought them something? And maybe a, a human being should, but the creator of the universe, the provider of everything, if you say, I'm going to go pay a tribute to you, a tribute is something that we bring to show honor. God never asked for Cain's vegetables. 
He didn't ask it. God didn't need it. It's not that God's going to eat it. So Cain brought something to God that he never asked for, and then he was upset that God said, I don't like what you're bringing me. I don't like the gift. I think of it this way. This is what I'm wrestling with. I, I'm, I'm trying to frame this in and how to think about this, and I think of it like, have you ever got that Christmas present from a family member who you love the family member? They give you a Christmas present or a birthday gift that you're just like, oh, like, what am I going to do with this? Like, not something I've, I've ever wanted or needed, and I surely didn't ask for it. So it's like, you know, but you, you, you're you like, oh, thank you, right? Like, thank you for doing it. It's, it's the thought that counts, right? You're thinking like, you, you try and give them the benefit of the doubt that they were trying to do something out of love that they thought perhaps you'd like, right? So in the human sense, when we look at these moments, we go, well, it's the thought that counts. Well, in the godly sense, it's the thought that counts too. See, the difference is we don't know what someone thinks when they bring us a gift. So often we're choosing to give them the benefit of the doubt, right? Like, uh, you know, when our great aunt or great uncle gives us a present and we're like, oh, well, they don't really know me. You know, they know little about me. And heck, the fact that they even did anything for me was just nice. I mean, you know, it was nice of them. But the difference is, see, God created everything. And we're in the beginning of the creation story here. So Cain and Abel, assuming their mother and father, Adam and Eve, would have taught them about God. Uh, they knew enough that they decided to go offer a tribute to God, right? So assuming that, that their parents had told them about, you know, how they were created and and, 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 you know, where mom and dad came from and like God made us out of the ground and my mom out of dad, a piece of dad's body and, and some dirt. And, 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 and then we were blessed enough to have you in spite of us turning away from God. He has still given us the gift of you, this God who loves us and is compassionate that even in our nakedness, when we felt shame, he made clothing for us. Wow. Like this is that God. And we want to offer tribute to him. And we're going to do this, you know, annually or weekly or whatever the time frame. we're going to do this fam and Abel went, I want to give this God who brought all of this into being, I, I want to give him my very best. And God was not needing it. But see, God knew Abel's heart. See, we can guess the heart of a gift giver to us and assume the benefit of the doubt. But God can see into the soul. He can see into our heart. He knows how we feel. And what he knew was that Abel wanted to give him a, a tribute to honor him. What he knew was that Cain... He didn't approach God with the same reverence, the same priority, the same honor that his brother Abel did. Cain just brought him some stuff. Now, here's the thing. We all know the rest of the story, which is Cain says to Abel, hey, let's go out in the field. While they're in the field, Cain attacks him and kills him. And then he, when the Lord comes to Cain, he says this, hey, where's your brother Abel? And, and the where in this is the same where used in Genesis 1 when God says to Adam and Eve, where are you? It's like, hey, why isn't Abel where he's supposed to be, right? God knew the deal, but it's more of a, hey, your brother's not where he's supposed to be. And interestingly, Cain's like, I don't know, am I his guardian? Am I supposed to keep? And God's like, what have you done? It's not that God didn't know. But sometimes when we vocalize, well, here's the choice I made, it helps us to realize what we've done. I said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying out from the ground. Now so now you're banished from the ground, which is open his mouth to receive his blood. And then he goes through all the stuff that Cain's going to have to deal with, right? And <clears throat> Cain said to the Lord, God said, you're going to be a homeless wanderer. And Cain said, my punishment's too great to endure. 
you're 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 driving me off the land, and now I've got to hide from your presence. And I'll be a homeless wanderer. Whoever finds me is going to kill me. But the Lord says to him, all right then. If anyone kills Cain, Cain will be avenged seven times as much. Then the Lord put a special mark on him so that no one who found him would strike him down. So Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and lived in the land of Nod. Now there's a couple of interesting things here that I want to wrap with. Number one, God said you're banished from the ground, which opened up to receive your brother's blood. He said you got to move, right? You can't stay here. But God never said, I'm not going to watch over you. God never said, I'm done with you. God never said, I don't love you anymore. See, but the whole problem began because Cain brought something to God that God was never asking for in the first place. See, God doesn't need our tribute. He doesn't need our worship. He doesn't need our following. God desires that with us. He loves us. He created us. He loves us. God God desires a relationship with us, just like he desired one with Cain and Abel. But see, Abel desired one back fully. Abel said, I want to contribute in this relationship. Let me give you my best. And all we know about Cain is that he didn't. Whatever he brought God, God, God knew this wasn't about building a relationship with God. It was about going through the motions. As our pastor down here, Pastor Bob says, the religion is about God without God. And the offering that Cain brought to God was religious. It was about God without God. He was bringing something just to bring something. And when I read this, this is what reminds me of um, the scripture in Matthew chapter 7 that I'm going to share with you as we close. I hear this all the time being used as a um, focus on non-believers, right? But, you know, it's interesting to me. It seems more like this verse is about those who were supposed to know God. And it reminds me of Cain. He was supposed to know God. God, he, God was right there walking with his family. In spite of their mistakes, he was right there communicating with them. Fast forward to Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23. The judgment of pretenders is how the NET puts it. And I think that hits it on the head, even though it's not in the original scriptures right there. The headers are. But it said, not, Jesus says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only the one who does the will of my father. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name, cast out demons, do powerful deeds in your name? Many. And then I will declare to them, I never do you. Get away from me, you lawbreakers. Now, this is interesting. You who commit lawless deeds, you who behave lawlessly, workers of lawlessness. See, here's the thing. Jesus is saying this to whom? Go back and read Matthew 7 to look at the audience he was talking to. When I read this, I see a group of people that were supposed to have known more about who God is and his love for them and what he really wanted from them. See, these folks were going through the motions. Didn't we prophesy? Didn't we cast out demons? Didn't we do a whole bunch of powerful deeds in your name? See, they were like, didn't we show off for you? Didn't we put your name on everything we did? Makes me think of Cain. He brought an offering. That's what he did. But it was something God didn't ask for. Just like these folks getting in and saying to Jesus, Lord, Lord, didn't we do these things? And Jesus goes, I didn't know you. Well, if you didn't know him, it means he never asked him to do those things because they weren't people who knew him.
Because if they knew him, they would have known what he wanted. And they wouldn't be running up going, hey, I did this for you. Like, give me a bonus today. They would just do it. Because doing things out of love for God is the reason we should be doing it. There you go. Thanks for joining me for Bible Study Live. Uh, i got to go jump on a meeting. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. And uh, God bless you. See you tomorrow. Thank you.